I got a, an incoming FaceTime call from David Horton. <laughs> Well, I, I really liked Warren off the bat. I think something that I just observed over the course of the week was that he chooses his words very carefully in the sense of that, like, he means everything he says and stands by and believes in everything he says. And I ended up just, car I carried a ton of water with me, so I didn't even <laughs> resupply my water because I was like, well, I don't feel like, I, you know, I don't, I don't really... I don't know if I necessarily trust the water sources like right there by the city. I have no idea, so I shouldn't like speak poorly about because I have no idea. But um, but then and I also didn't want to like deal with the filter and all of that. So I just like literally I just took a ton of water with me <laughs> for 60 miles. <laughs> what up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Christian Ultra Podcast. Podgast. Hey, it's gassed put it in your car and drive somewhere. Anyway, that's my joke for, for today. Hope you enjoy it. Today's guest is Liz Anjos, and she just got back from a uh, supported northbound attempt on the Appalachian Trail, uh, supported by none other than Mr. Warren Doyle. So she's here to talk about that experience. I've separated this uh, into two episodes so you guys can uh, listen to part one now after I finish this introduction and then part two next week when it's released and next week while you're listening to this I'll be out on the southwest coast path uh, going for a run along um, there so enjoy uh, Liz is a 34 year old distance runner and she hails from Portland Oregon and I tell you what this is an action um, uh, fueled uh, adventurous story including bears and um, storms and lots of amazing insights into human endurance I know you will enjoy it so uh, Liz and Joss um, welcome to the uh, Christian Ultra podcast and I uh, really appreciate you coming on um, to share your story um, I would have uh, done a little uh, uh, a little uh, chat about you before this started, but how about um, maybe talk ab about before we get into the Appalachian Trail, kind of who you are, what you do, and kind of where you live. Yeah, uh, well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I I know it's relatively new, but I've actually listened to a bunch of the episodes. Um, some of them before I started the trail, and some while I was actually on the AT. And it was really great because a lot of um, the people you interview are connected to the trail in some way. So that was yeah. really neat to listen to like in the moment. Um, but yeah, my, uh, yeah, I'm Liz Angeles. I live in Portland, Oregon. I grew up in Schwanksville, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm a musician, I'm a pianist, I'm a singer. Um, I spent maybe about five years touring as a professional musician with a pop band. That was maybe 2013 to 2017. And then um, I also have just a, a background in long distance running, mostly road racing. I started um, when I was 14 and, uh, and started taking it a little more seriously, maybe um, toward the end of college um, when I was 20 or 21 and started to race more competitively um, as an adult runner and um, all the way up until this year, you know, still running 
personal bests and all of that. And, um, and as far as uh, just my involvement in the running community, a few years ago, um, my friends and I started a running club called Rose City Track Club. It's also a nonprofit. Um, basically, we wanted to provide like an all-encompassing training program for competitive athletes, but not necessarily elite athletes. It's for people of all abilities, but really want to get the best out of themselves and train more than just in, um, in a purely recreational sense. <laughs> um, and then, um, let's see, I, I'm also a running coach. I coach individual runners um, like you do. And then um, I also coach a high school um, cross country and track team um, in Beaverton, which is a suburb of Oregon. It's where um, the Nike headquarters are located. Um, uh, and I, I love working with kids. I've been doing that for the past three years. So yeah, that's kind of a, a yeah. maybe smattering of the things I do. <laughs> no, I mean, it sounds like you, um, wow, you pack a whole lot in there. Um, <laughs> you know, what I see from what you've just said is everything sounds passion driven. There's no kind Absolutely. of nine to five in there. It's all stuff you sound passionate about, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes when people ask what I do, I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, I do a bunch of things. It's not exactly your typical, yeah, kind of nine to five, but, but, um, but yeah, definitely passion driven. And I feel like I found a way to kind of make a lot of the things I'm passionate for work in my <laughs> kind of professional life too. So. Yeah, you could have just said I work in a bank, you know, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, that's so that's that's what you've been doing. And how about so you said you began running when you were 14 or rather you entered your first race. What was that? Oh, yeah. So I, I started running on my high school cross country team. Um, so I that would have been, uh, yeah, around the time when I was 14 and um so yeah my first race was like a 5k yeah. cross-country race <laughs> yeah. and um and back then I mean I you know I wasn't really that athletic growing up but my my I was going into a new school and um my my dad just encouraged me to join a sport and I'm like well I'm really you know like like many other runners beginnings I you know I realized I'm not very good at uh, catching or throwing things or, <laughs> um, or personally just not good at kind of like making split second decisions on the fly as far as like team sports. So, yeah. um, so I, I joined so that, yeah, that's why I joined cross country and, um, yeah. and I, I was never that serious about it, but I had a lot of fun on the team. I really liked that it was a co-ed sport. Um, it, you know, it was boys and girls on the team and, and a kind of a, attracted I would say maybe like the oddballs from the school <laughs> a little bit which I really liked um we were just kind of like a quirky bunch of kids so I, I just had a really like positive experience on the team and introduction I, to running I think you balance out the fact that running is not really a skilled sport unless you're running technical <laughs> trails with your um your musical skills because you know um you know so that's quite a nice contrast there of being able to run and just not be catching balls and making strategy even though there are strategy decisions yes. <laughs> with races but yeah a bit more um just in the moment and then with the music that that really taxes your brain so that's a really good combination of hobbies there and 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 also your career um yeah what, what age were you when you actually ran your first marathon oh that's a good question i was in my early 20s um 
or maybe mid, I, I think maybe I was 24 because it was, so I, I went to college in Illinois, graduated in 07, moved to Portland in 09. And yeah, then I, so yeah, I would have been 24. Um, mm. And yeah, I always, I don't know. I always thought like, oh, running marathons and not to be like ageist, but I was like, oh, that's something like old people do. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to run a marathon like for a long time. But then, um, you know, maybe that's something I'll do eventually. Um, but then uh, Portland has their own marathon and it was in October and I, I had just moved there in August and a bunch of local runners were doing it. And I, I think I, I just kind of had that you know, FOMO. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just try. And, um, and I, and yeah, and I ended up running my first marathon and it was really hard. And yeah. I, of course, me being me, and this is like the same thing as the AT set a really ambitious goal, you know, first time doing something <laughs> and, you know, went all out and that, uh, and uh, yeah, I think was, I ran. What was that goal? What, what was your goal? I, <laughs> I, I wanted to run under three hours and 10 minutes because wow. I think yeah. <laughs> at the time that was, I think the men's qualifying time to get into the Boston marathon. Yeah, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, well, I don't want to just run the women's qualifying time. I want to run the men's qualifying time. So I was like, okay, three ten, And I, I think that's like seven minute miles maybe. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I, I think I stayed on that pace for a while, blew up and then, but, but I still, you know, I held on and I, I ended up finishing in three hours and 17 minutes which yeah. at the time I was like crushed. But then, you know, maybe like a few months later, I was like, oh, I'm actually pretty happy with that. Go me. <laughs> so. No, that's so fast for your first uh, marathon. I guess <laughs> you have the background. If you ran a first race of a 5K at the age of 14, I suppose you were um, concentrating on middle distance, which gave you good speed, I guess. You just had to sure. add the endurance <laughs> in there. So no, that's yeah. really good. Um, congrats uh, for that, for sure. <laughs> Um, and then the progression is, um, after marathon, I guess, you know, specifically talking about running, I guess then the progression is running further than marathon, you know, ultra marathon. Um, yeah. I, I think you actually, some of your training runs were ultra marathons before you entered an ultra marathon. Is that right? That is true. Yes. Yeah. So when did yeah. you first run past say the traditional 26.2? So the first time I did that. And was, uh, I want to say 2011 or 2012, I, um, some friends and I set out to run, um, the entire length of the Wildwood Trail in Portland, which is, um, it's like 30 miles and one quarter, 30, 30 and a quarter miles. And so we just kind of like took the day to do it, took our time. Like we, um, there was one trailhead where we left a car, um, to like stash some food, you know, we stopped and had sandwiches on the way and just kind of made like a, a fun thing out of it. And I was yeah. definitely wrecked toward like by the end. <laughs> um, so that was like maybe my first foray into long, longer distances, but then I didn't revisit it for a long time. Um, not until this past year in 2019. Um, so yeah, I did that one long run, but then, um, but then knowing I, I, you know, I wanted to hike the entire hike and run the entire Appalachian trail. I was like, okay, I need to start putting in some, like, you know, actually like, you know, start training and preparing and getting more on trails. So I, you know, I would, I, I guess throughout 
you know, my 10 or so years living in Portland, I'd, I'd get out on the trails, you know, maybe once a week or once every two weeks, like not, not super often, but just, you know, kind of working it into my training sometimes. But then, yeah, last year I, yeah, I did the, the Wildwood Trail again, but this time just, um, I, you know, I was a more experienced runner, so it went a little better than the first time. <laughs> and then, yeah, but I think, did you set an yeah. FKT on that trail? I did. So that, it, um, so I, I did it just point to point, you know, just for fun. Yeah. Um, so that's you know, been pretty symbolic miles. that it's the but first then, long yeah. distance you ran, and then you just yeah. go back and, you know, with a little bit more motivation and a certain particular goal and go and, and hit the FKT. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, so I, yeah, I am. Um, that was just this past spring in 2020. Um, so I, you know, I, I had more of the like ultra distance experience under my belt at that point, but the FKT I sent was, or I, I, um, I set was uh, end to end to end. So I, I started from one point and ran to the end, ran back. So it was a little over Out 60 back. miles. Yeah. And I set the, um, the women's unsupported record for that, which there wasn't an, any, or at FKT, there wasn't any FKT on the board, but I was like, we should get a women's name up there. So I just like went and did it. <laughs> I know and that's cool. I think it was so, just, yeah. yeah un unsupported, <laughs> which meant that you were carrying everything from start to finish yeah. besides natural water source or your water. Yes. Yeah. And okay. I, and I ended up just, car I carried a ton of water with me. So I didn't even <laughs> resupply my water because I was like, well, I don't feel like I, you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't know if I, necessarily trust the water sources like right there by the city i have no idea so i shouldn't like sit, speak poorly about because i have no idea but um yeah but then and i also didn't want to like deal with the filter and all of that so i just like literally i just took a ton of water with me <laughs> for 60 miles <laughs> wow yeah i mean uh that's that's if that's how you felt that's how you wanted to do it that's fine <laughs> you know there's no rules really um that's um that's pretty cool and then you actually that the ultra marathon running world is made up of all sorts of really interesting characters and you actually have run an ultra um which david horton hosts who's also a, a previous guest on the christian ultra um show yes what what Great was show. that like? i listened to that one <laughs> yeah yeah um, he's, he's a um <laughs> a very charismatic, um, motivating person. What, yes. what was it? What was that experience like? Oh, it, it was such a great introduction to the ultra running world. You know, I, 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 I would say the thing that stuck out the most was the, the people and the, the community. It's clearly that, so the Hellgate 100 K it's just, it was very clearly a very beloved tradition among the, the community there. It was clear that, you know, there were, people that have done this race over and over like every year and you know people knew each other and um and everyone was just really welcoming i i loved the you know the finish line which i'm you know i know it um i i it seems like it's like this at a lot of ultra marathons where you know even the the winners and the you know the fastest people they you know they hang out and cheer other people in and it's just kind of like this ongoing um party and kind of hang at at the end and it's like no matter where in the race you've finished everyone's really supportive of each other so i i just really loved that and um and 
had a really good experience. So yeah, even though like the actual conditions were really treacherous, it was really cold and rainy and icy and, you know, people were going hypothermic, people were dropping out, like it was a brutal race, <laughs> but, but I feel like the, yeah, yeah the people and that, that community experience was what really made it. And we all kind of, you know, persevered through that together, which was really cool. Were you able to kind of buddy up with anyone and uh, run some of the trail with some company? Yeah, yeah, I'm, um, I, you know, kind of throughout there were some, there were people I paired up with. Um, there was one guy and I, I feel bad because I'm, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head, but, um, but we, we were chatting um, during this one section of the race and it turns out that, um, you know, he does road races too. And he's like, oh yeah, I just did the Chicago Marathon. And I was like, no way, I just did the Chicago Marathon too. And, and it turned out we had finished I don't, I think within a few minutes of each yeah. other. So it was like, what are the odds that we were so close to each other on the Chicago marathon course. And here we were literally at three in the morning in central Virginia in like the dark and rain and cold running this crazy race together. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then, um, and then there was another, there was a runner, um, Kelly McDonald, um, uh, she, she ended up winning the race. Um, but we, we ran a good, portion of the race together and um and it was really great like it's like even though we're you know I guess like competitors I felt like we were both just really supportive of each other and um kind of like helping each other (laughs) through just like uh just like through our conversations and then also yeah I don't know um trying to like we were running up this really icy road and it's like oh god like come try running on this bit it's not as bad and like just little things like that yeah i think um there's always this um the the women are always really friendly with each other and and the guys are as well but i think there's a tendency for the guys to just be a bit more um what's the word like eager to get out ahead of the others whereas the women (laughs) kind of team up together and it's it's good i think it's a great approach you know um (laughs) and uh help each other through but i'm sure the men do as well um yeah so (laughs) yeah what so then you so you did your uh, marathon i also like to ask people what their personal best is to get an idea of kind of what you know speed you're running on the marathon so what have you got your pb what's your pb yeah um two hours and 51 minutes and that was in houston in january of this year and it was just about a month after hellgate which i feel really proud of (laughs) congratulations you know i mean it's uh it it, that that was a brutal race and to come back and get a pb i mean that's what do you think it was at that time that helped you get the pb was that some of the mental hardship you endured in the ultra and it pushed you or was it just physical training or maybe a combination of both yeah i i think both so uh leading up to hellgate i had done a lot of training for the appalachian trail so i i hadn't been planning to run Hellgate, um, but I, I had met David Horton what, like during a, a training week for the Appalachian Trail. And so, I, you know, I was already kind of out there putting in a lot of miles on really a technical trail. So even though I wasn't necessarily training for Hellgate, a lot of that prepared me for Hellgate. And um, and as a result, I mean, I, I think it just helped my, my road racing so much. I think I became a stronger runner overall um physically and and then yeah also mentally just kind of with with both the at training and and racing through hellgate it's like oh like you know run 
you know, after you've run in really bad conditions and the dark on technical terrain, suddenly, you know, running this marathon in Houston, it's like, oh, it might be like a little windy that day. And oh, there are some, there are a few bumps of some hills at the end, like things that might seem like a really big deal if maybe I was only road racing and, and really wanting the perfect conditions to have the ideal day but yeah i think i think the trail stuff definitely toughened me up a little bit so yeah well i mean i lived in ethiopia for a stretch back in 2014 and you know the east africans don't train on roads they train on trails or yeah like not necessarily trails but big open um dirt areas and um they do do a training uh session on the road but yeah, good, good road runners uh, do plenty of um, trail running. So yeah, that that's yeah. nice that you got a PB this year as well. So congratulations. For that. <laughs> Thanks. That's pretty cool. I, I guess how how eager are you to kind of break sub uh, break 250? Are you still after that? Or I actually no. I I feel really I you know, I was kind of chasing the you know, the, the marathon distance, I, I had really been trying to run the, the qualifying time for the, the women's U.S. Olympic trials for a long time, which was 2.45. The Houston was kind of my last ditch effort. Even though I didn't get it, I still ran a, you know, a, a personal best by six or seven minutes. That's and I yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> and thanks. And um, so I just, I feel really good about that and I, I kind of feel like you know what I'm like really happy with my my amateur road racing career and I don't I don't feel like I need to kind of keep going necessarily like I you know I might may, who knows maybe I'll get the itch to you know to run another road marathon but but I feel I guess I feel satisfied with with you know how how it's gone so i'm kind of like you know what i'm i'm okay i'm good <laughs> you know well let's put that into perspective because how many days ago did um you finish on the appalachian trail it okay what it i i finished on thursday august 27th today is so almost a week it's wednesday okay. september 2nd today so not many people yeah not many people in life so you've just come and it and you were out there for just a little over 51 days what's your official time yeah. on the trail 51 days 16 hours and 30 minutes i literally i saw that it so it was almost 4 30 in the afternoon and i could see the seconds like about to turn 4 30 so i literally waited like a second or two and then touched the last blaze <laughs> or sign and was like okay 4 30 on the dot just so it's like a nice round yeah, number <laughs> no i like that it sounds really clean you know but i think my point is is that while you are out there and i want you to talk a lot more about it but i think the reason you have so much clarity about oh you know i've let go of, i'm i'm content with what i've achieved in road running is because you've had so much time to i like that saying the appalachian trail has more miles than we have problems so you must have basically <laughs> figured out your entire life while you're out on the trail and that was one of the things you were like okay i'm good with that i'm i'm proud of what i've achieved and and that's good um let's talk let, okay so that's your that, you know you, you've spoke about what you do as uh, your career and your history of running and i like to take this in stages we're getting there we're working up to the 18. yeah we're getting there um, yeah <laughs> but i want to create a foundation for people who who are listening so they can build a picture and then well 
maybe talk about your first introduction to Warren because this was a team effort and mm -hmm. talk about your first meeting with Warren and how you even um, ended up meeting him and why. Yeah, so I, um, I learned about Warren through reading um, Jennifer Farr Davis's book, The Pursuits of Endurance. Um, it's a really great book. Great I really book. recommend it. It yeah. just hit profiles. Yeah, um, a, a bunch of different endurance athletes and kind of like connecting the dots of like, okay, what is it about? What are the traits of all these endurance athletes that, you know, that they've achieved these amazing things? Like, what is it about them? So anyway, the, the first chapter was about Warren and, um, and I believe um, it, yeah, it mentions this, uh, that he, he puts on a, um, this workshop called the Appalachian Trail Institute. Um, it's like a, it's a five-day workshop. He puts it on several times a year, but it, it basically is um, to help hikers um, prepare uh, psychologically for the trail. Like he, he offers a, a lot of practical and logistical information for the trail. But in addition to that, um, he just, he kind of goes into the like psychological philosophical aspect. And, um, and Je Jennifer attended that before I'm um, going on her, her very first, she's, she's hiked the AT, through hiked the AT three times. And she took it as, I, I think she was a young adult, maybe just coming out of college. Um, but she, she attended and had a really good experience and wrote about that in her, in one of her other books, Becoming Odessa. Um, but I just thought, oh, that sounds like it would be really valuable. I was reading the book last May or June, and I, I was just kind of gobbling up as much information as I could about the <laughs> AT, um, just knowing that I didn't have any specific ambitions as far as FKTs, but I was just trying to learn as much as I could, knowing that I wanted to do a through hike. So, um, so anyway, I, I signed up, I, I thought that looks like a good idea. And I went on his website and saw that he had one coming up. I think it was in July. And so it was kind of a, like on a whim, but I, you know, I booked a flight to Eastern Tennessee. Um, it's like this kind of like rural mountainous region and, um, and attended his class and I got a ton out of it. Um, I, I thought just that everything he had to say was really great. And I think there was a little questionnaire that we had to fill out before the class that just was asking a little bit about ourselves. And one of the questions was like, how long do you anticipate or would you like to complete, take to complete the trail? Or like, what are you, how, how long do you expect it will take you or do you want it to take you? And I think I just, I had no idea and I think I just said I don't know like a hundred days like maybe that sounds reasonable and I think in my mind I was like yeah I think I want to do it faster but I also didn't want to you know come across as I I don't know um like oh I think I can you know I have no experience and I think I can do this so I just yeah, yeah. but anyway I think from I think it was pretty clear and I also I also emailed him ahead of time knowing that there would be these group hikes every day. And I said, hey, like I see that we're going on these group hikes, like does the group stay together or are, are we allowed, like can we go at our own pace? Like how does that work? Because <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I was hoping to run on the trails, but I didn't want to be the only one maybe like not sticking with the group and I didn't, but anyway, he, he were back and said, you know, everyone goes at their own pace and hey, if I wanted to, he'd be willing to drop me off a little farther down the trail. So basically I'd, 
you know, be starting at the same time as everybody, but, but covering more miles and meeting at the same spot at the end, um, which was really great. So we ended up doing that. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know, the, the whole week was just um, pretty enlightening. I felt like I learned a, a lot about the trail and I, you know, I, I was just kind of absorbing any information Warren would give me like a sponge. And, and he, I think he was just excited that to have someone so enthusiastic about the trail. And, and I think it was also just clear that I was interested in doing it and, and doing it fast, even though I didn't outright say so necessarily. So um, yeah, he, he showed me, um, I, you know, I hadn't met or I, or I didn't know, know a ton or I hadn't met David Horton at that point, but he showed me the, um, he, he just had me watch the documentary, The Runner about David Horton um, and his Pacific Crest Trail record. Um, and, and I was really inspired watching that and seeing um, and just how, I, like, how he worked with his crew and just kind of what a team effort it was. And that was really, a, inspiring because at, at the time I was thinking I was like oh I'm just gonna do this solo and oh if I go for an FKT I'll do it self-supported but then I was thinking oh like after watching this documentary doing this all by myself seems really lonely and then it kind of just got the wheels spinning and uh, and yeah I don't know so I'm just kind of going off on a tangent maybe no, I should no, stop. No you're not, you're not going <laughs> off on a tangent you, you've really um described the meeting very well and who would have thought that you'd in you'd heard about the course was it may last year did you say no yeah i think it was in may maybe that i was reading the jennifer's book and then june or yeah. july yeah that i went to the workshop yeah i bet if you could fast forward like look into the future you had this magic power <laughs> and see hold on a second i just i'm now the 10th fastest um person ever to complete the trail and warren just supported <laughs> me for the whole time hmm how did that happen <laughs> that's great yeah that is crazy Spoiler I, I think I just, <laughs> if i could yeah i would just leave out maybe like how my legs and toes look right now and like shield <laughs> that part from my past self and just be like don't worry about it you'll be fine <laughs> i gotta say i'm a little bit disappointed there's no social media photos of this toe you know like <laughs> i know you, you know, I, I, yeah, you know, I think I will. Um, some other people have been asking and I know there's kind of probably like a, a morbid curiosity and someone was like, you should post the pictures on Facebook. And I was like, no, I hate when people post gross pictures on Facebook. But then I was like, okay, maybe the, the happy medium could be like, I, and I did this with an injury I got last year, but I, I posted about it on a blog and said, if you would like to see a photo, here is a link. You've been warned. And it's so funny because on my website, I can see which links people click on and how many yeah. times. And by far, that link has the most hits. Like it's a picture of my gross stapled knee and people like that has the most hits on my website. <laughs> like, yeah, so I think you just told the secret of how to get people to look at pages on your website. Literally just <laughs> give them a disclaimer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so well, so yeah maybe some pictures are, are forthcoming i have i have a picture of my toe from the night before the last day and it's just so big and in my mind i'm thinking i can't believe i climbed katahdin with that giant hole in the front of the trainer so it could stick out or wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> well luckily my uh 
I, my shoes, I had like one pair of shoes. Um, they were ultras, I'm not sponsored, but I'll say they were ultras um, that actually accommodated my toe. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, let, let's backtrack. Let's go back. Let's rewind. Yeah, let's backtrack. So you've, yeah. you've met Warren, you've been to his school. Um, what did you think about him as a person? I mean, I've met Warren and I'll say out loud, uh, Warren really um, kind of touches my heart in a way that not everybody you meet in life does. How did you um, interpret Warren's personality and his way? Yeah, I, um, well, I, I really liked Warren off the bat. I think something that I just observed over the course of the week was that he chooses his words very carefully in the sense of that, like, he means everything he says and stands by and believes in everything he says. Mm. Um, which I, I just really appreciate. Like he, he doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't sugarcoat his words. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think he's a really genuine person. Um, you know, he's, he's really clearly really knowledgeable about the trail, but also just really passionate about the trail and, and not just like the, the physical trail itself, but the, just the, the people and the community, like he, he loves supporting hikers. Um, it, it's just really clear. Like he loves talking to hikers. He loves talking to the, you know, the business owners and the, you know, the people up and down the trail. Like he just, he, I don't know. He just, um, he's really supportive of just the, the community. And, and I feel like he's, um, just contributed so, so much to it. So I, that even just after five days that I thought that was really evident about him, but, um, but yeah, he doesn't mince words. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. And that can definitely rub people, some people the wrong way. <laughs> and, um, and even, uh, yeah, I, it, it yeah, works well for me. I think yeah. the way Warren has really worked well because it's pretty black <laughs> and white. And I just, um, it, yeah. <laughs> I remember going out one morning because I, you know, for the listeners um, not knowing, but I also know Warren and I've been out to Tennessee. And um, yeah. I think he dropped a bunch of us off at the uh, the trailhead, you know. And um, no, I was, I was just absorbing everything he was saying and just, uh, you know, it's all matter of fact. And, um, yeah everybody's different and how they react to people that but i i think yeah. i reacted in a good way i like i like Ryan. <laughs> he's a cool dude um yeah so then you went back after this um it, like appalachian trail training days how many days did you do at the school at the school it was three days i think yeah. like day one was just kind of like a introductory half day then day one or then yeah day two three four we hiked the trail then and then the last day was another i think kind of half day and which was spent finishing up going through the i think it was the the data book of the trail like he we literally went page by page in this data book through the entire trail and he just gave us kind of like tips and and things about at like every section so yeah, yeah. and and so so going from that to you guys coming together and saying hey let's 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 collaborate with each other and let's go for an attempt so what were the what were the what was the first time you kind of guys decided oh well let's let's do this where did the idea come from you know obviously warren saw something in you um that he saw in jen far davis as well something that 
is rare, you know, this kind of um, ability to endure. So wh when did you guys start, um, you know, what did it look like with your plan and stuff? I, I hope there's a question there. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> yeah. that yeah I, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I so I guess following the, the ATI, um, I, so in, I guess, I was thinking, where do I go from here? It's July. I want to hike the trail next summer. And I guess, how do I want to hike the trail? Um, I definitely had the thought of, I was like, oh, I actually really like the idea of, of trying a supported record or FKT, but I have no idea who I would ask or who would be able to take that kind of time or who would you know, be willing to take something like that on. So that that was on my mind, but I also was like, well, I don't even know how that would work or who I would ask. So I was still kind of looking at, okay, um, maybe self-supported, maybe, I, you know, I, I don't really know. Um, so I, I was still kind of trying to figure that out. But in the meantime, I was like, I need to get some more multi-day experience because at, so far, I had done like an overnight trip on the Pacific Crest Trail with a friend, but that that was really it. So I was asking Warren for advice, like given the time of year, and then I kind of only had a limited amount of time in my schedule because the high school cross country season was coming up. And so it's like, well, I can't just take off in September to go on a hike or something. So um, I was like, what should I do? What should I do? Like, what uh, should I, I, is the long trail, John Muir trail, or would I be able to, maybe I should go up to the whites and try some sections up there. And so I was just kind of picking his brain for like, what should I do? Um, and, and I was, yeah, I only, I was, I was like, okay, I have like, maybe not even, I don't even have a week. I have like a few days of free time before my fall schedule starts. But anyway, um, he said, I, you know, I'm actually going to be up in New York supporting some hikers. He, he does these supported day hikes um, or section hikes called, um, called smart hikes. And he said, I'm going to be up in New York. Why don't you come to New York for a few days? And, you know, he was free during the day. So I was like, why don't we try a, like, you know, like a supported section hike and see how you do? Because I had never really done anything like that before. And, um, and I, I found you know, just a, a little window of time that could work in my schedule. So, um, so I flew out to Albany and this is maybe the third or so week of August last year. And I landed around noon, he came and picked me up and basically, you know, we stopped and got some supplies and then he drove me straight to the trail and was like, see ya. And I, <laughs> and I, I did about 20 miles on the trail. He met me throughout. Um, and just would basically like, you know, he had the the same, I think it was the same support band that we used this year, but um, I, you know, I'd basically just open up the back, I'd get what I needed, a sip of water or whatever, and I would send some snacks and keep going. But I, yeah, I did 20 miles the first day, um, you know, finished maybe around, and I think every day I finished before it got dark out, we basically mm -hmm. just went as far as I would go before it got dark. Um, so 20 miles the first day, and then the next day was my first full day, and I think I did, you know, a little over 40 miles, and that was the longest I had ever gone at that point, and it was really hard, um, but I, 
you know, I did okay and was like, okay, I'm really glad I did that. But like, can I actually wake up and do it again tomorrow? Cause I don't feel like I can. Um, but then I got some sleep and woke up the next day and was like, Oh, I actually feel like good to go. Let's do it. And I was, I was able to do another really similar day the next day. So that, that was kind of the first time that was like, Whoa, Oh my gosh, I can actually do, you know, go 40 miles and, uh, and, and feel okay. And, um, and then I, to kind of like continue out that week, I flew home the next morning. But, so I guess it was like Tuesday, 20 miles, Wednesday, 40, Thursday, 40. Uh, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then Friday, I flew home. Saturday, I like went for a, I think like an eight mile trail run with friends. And I was like, oh, I kind of feel okay. And then I had already planned with um, some friends that I, I coach with at the high school, a run around the Timberline Trail around Mount Hood, just outside of Portland. And that's a little over 40 miles. So I was like, okay, like, how am I going to feel doing another 40 mile day this week? And, and it ended up going really well. And, you know, I had a couple of days of rest in between, but, um, but, but yeah, I just finished that week feeling like, whoa, I feel like that, like, this is amazing. I feel like I just discovered almost like this new like superpower that I have that I, I didn't know I have like this actually feels like it's it feels good I yeah. I feel good doing it I like it it's really fun so that that was just really exciting um so I think yeah after that like Warren and I were both like pretty excited about how it went but it was also really preliminary because it was just a couple days so we're like okay um I, I think he said something to me like you know if I think something special could happen I you know I'd, I would be willing to support you and so we we sped up another time um, with uh, in November to do this week-long prep hike um, which I know that you had been considering coming out for too yeah. um, I and that was just kind of gonna be the week of, okay let's see how an actual week on the trail goes and see how I do with that. And then we'll actually decide what we think is possible and whether we do want to attempt this supported record. And um, so I, I don't know if you want me to jump there or go right into that or. No, 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 I, no, I just got one thing to say about the, I mean, it must've been amazing after, so you, what's your age? Is it 34? I, I just turned 35 last 34. week, but yeah, but 30, 34, I was 34. Yeah. So for, no, so it'd be like not. 20 years since you started running and then suddenly like you said it, it's like you've discovered you've got this superpower you know this i can run 40 miles go to sleep or 20 and then 40 and then 40 and then eight and then another 40 and, and you know it must have been almost like a re revelation and just yeah uh, no i just uh, no carry on i'm i'm <laughs> so interesting yeah, carry on it was. Yeah. I, it was really exciting and i mean i and i yeah i don't know i mean I don't know how much of that is just me and how much of that is just like being, being a human, like human, you know, like we are endurance creatures of endurance. Like, it's like, Oh, maybe this is just some like, <laughs> like I'm just discovering this like evolutionary byproduct. <laughs> like, Oh, I, I can actually do long distances and I'm okay. Cool. <laughs> but, but all the same, it, it was very exciting. Um, and just kind of like this new discovery, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, go going into November, where uh, we started from 
the actual southern terminus of the trail uh, of the AT on Springer Mountain this time. And um, well, yeah, I'm like, wait, did, yes. And, and we're just like, okay, let's like see, basically like see if we can match Carol <laughs> like, yeah. with the with the daylight hours that we had because it was November, so um, I, so there were the the daylight hours more were more limited than limited, they would be in yeah. the summer. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so we're just like, okay, let's let's like see how this goes. And the the first day went really well. I think I I basically did what um what he did the first day. I came in maybe like fifteen minutes after he would have. Um, and felt good. Uh, and just just going to butt in there, just for the oh, listeners, yeah, like Carol Sabay is the current yes. <laughs> fastest known time record holder from Belgium. So you're referring yes. to Carol, yeah? Okay, so carry on, yeah. Yeah. Thank Thank you. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. So I. Uh, yeah. And sorry, I didn't mean to throw you. I just wanted no, to. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. I think that that's important to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the first day went really well. The second day. Um, I think like maybe pace wise, I was still matching him, but we just stopped, we stopped short because it was just getting too dark by the end. Mm. Um, and then the third day that, that was going back to the, the gnarly photo of my knee, the third day um, mm. I started uh, early in the dark and one of my lights went out and I also just like wasn't paying attention and I just, tripped on a, a rock or a root and had a really bad fall <laughs> and tore up my knee really badly and um and and I ended up having to go to the hospital and I get my knee stapled back up which was not very fun luckily there was no like it damaged beyond that like structurally yeah. but um but I ended up you know I think doing like seven miles that day as as a result but and um and I took the rest of the day off and I, I rested the next day to be on the safe side. And um, so let's see. So like, since we had the time, basically like Warren was like, oh, you know, let's learn more about the trail. And he brought out, he brought this like binder of uh, like newspaper clippings from past attempts, including um, an attempt by, uh, by someone he supported um, named Sam Swisher McClure, who um, he, you know, he had an amazing beginning to his record attempts. He ended up getting injured and wasn't able to finish. Um, I, I don't have the exact numbers, but it was a, a really incredible effort. Um, so yeah, he I want to get Sam on the show. I've reached out oh, to him, but yeah. maybe I need to try again. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That, that would be awesome. I, I yeah, um, I'd love to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, but um but so yeah, he, he was showing me some newspaper clippings and stuff from that and just, you know, learning more kind of like history and context of, of you know, what I was potentially attempting to do. And I think in there, because the, the record holder at the time was David Horton and it had some quotes from David Horton in there. And I just kind of offhandedly was like, oh, I'd love to meet him one day. Um, and Warren was like, oh, why don't we, you know, we have the day, like, why don't we call him up and see if he's free? And nice. <laughs> so we actually, we ended up driving up to Lynchburg and meeting David Horton and kind of sharing with him my uh, ambitions for the trail, which, uh, you know, he was really interested in learning more. So, you know, he, he was happy to answer 
you know, any questions I had for him. And then he had a whole bunch of questions for me and it was just a, a really great meeting. And that, and that's how I found out about Hellgate and all of that. So, you know, even though I, I had to miss some time on this prep hike and ended up being uh, really a really, really good use of time getting to meet David Horton. And then, um, so after that, the, the next day I was back on the trail. I, I just kind of like did, I was like, okay, well, like our plan, like, why don't we just start with this four mile section? I'll, I'll just walk. Like I, and I think it was around, um, Watauga Lake and I believe that's in Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, it's in Tennessee. And, um, and I, yeah, just kind of like, was like, oh, we'll just see like, okay, is this going to aggravate, you know, my, uh, <laughs> my wound. And so I, so I just kind of like would check my knee throughout the day and it looked okay. And so, yeah, I'm like, oh, I know this is probably not what you're supposed to do, but, um, but I, but I ended up putting in another full day, a full day for me with the daylight hours we had, I think it was another, you know, 40 plus mile day. And, and from what I remember, I think we, I, we did one more after that. And I think that was it for the week. Um, so it ended up being, even though there was kind of a wrench thrown in there right in the middle, it was, it was enough to give both of us, I guess, confidence in my ability, even, even though I was, this is still something I was really new at, um, that, that we're like, okay, like, you want to do this? Yes. Like, let's do this. And it was kind of, you know, we, we started making plans for, for an actual, um, record attempt. You know, well done for, uh, getting back on the horse, as they say, because that could have been <laughs> the end of, um, everything right there. But I think you got back on the trail, you know, after learning more about the past record attempters and, you know, had a great day meeting, uh, David Horton. And then to go and put some big days in, because I was watching as well from afar, obviously with Strava, right. you can see stuff. Yeah. And, I thought, <laughs> and I think I'm one of those clicks who actually did look at the knee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I added to the uh, uh, analytics there. But um, yeah, I was so impressed. I thought, wow, you've really got some grit because um, endurance is one thing, but then kind of coming across adversity and then rising up and, and just continuing that really said something about your character um we've really kind of painted a really nice picture of how all this start should we talk about the appalachian trail i mean that you wow. oh yeah what do you think <laughs> yeah, check this out so so you yeah so you you've just set a new record um do you want to and there's a few um statistics in there could you just uh tell like speak about those yeah so i um so i so i finished the trail in 51 days 16 hours 30 minutes um it's the second fastest time ever for a woman behind jennifer far davis um she she finished the trail um in in 46 days and i believe 11 hours i something it was around 46 and a half days um and and then i i set the fastest known time going northbound on the trail for a woman yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. the, the fastest known time website with Buzz Burrell, Buzz has been on the show as well. Um, yes. Great show. Yeah, you, I listened to that one too. <laughs> yeah. He, I, Buzz is a cool guy. I like him. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got, uh, Northbound, um, FKTs, Southbound FKTs, and then also 
um, as you said, unsupported and self-supported and supported. So there's a variety oh, yes. of things in That's there. That's right. And, and you've got the, um, yeah, I mean, there's a few others I can add to that. I think you're the 10th fastest ever uh, completer of the Appalachian Trail. Have I got that right? I, you know, I actually hadn't like looked, I, I was okay. curious about that. Um, yeah. So I, I hadn't actually looked yet, but it, if that's true, that's really cool. <laughs> okay, so if anyone wants to correct me there and email me, um, go ahead and do so. But I made a list on my website, and there's just a page called oh, Appalachian Trail. And I think I've got 10 people listed. David Horton was the 10th fastest, and now he's been knocked off the top 10. Oh, um, to uh, to eleventh, and now you. I'm going to have to put a picture of you, Liz. So I'll be asking for a uh, nice photo at the end of sure. the show. <laughs> yeah, so I think you're also the ten fastest. Actually, have you spoken to David <laughs> since you beat his um, yes. record? Yes, he's been so supportive. Um, he he actually uh, was part of my crew with with Warren for the first two and a half days on the trail. And then, um, then he came out. Um, what you know, while I went by his uh, his town where where he lives in in Lynchburg and and, and just kind of throughout Virginia, he um, he came out and supported a few times. And then just all throughout, um, he you know he was always calling in, checking in, and um, and you know there were a couple of times that I called him when I was just really struggling right. and yeah. just like it you know and I and he always just had really um, great advice and wonderful things to say and then he <laughs> i a, after uh climbing a, after reaching the summit or or the you know baxter peak on on katahdin at, at the the finish of the trail i um so I, I was very aware of daylight and that I couldn't just like linger up there for a long time. I was like, I have to get off this mountain before it gets dark. So I like pretty much like made it to the finish, got some selfies that was like, okay, I need to go down. And, um, and I started, um, the descent and my phone started buzzing and it was, it was David Horton on FaceTime. Oh, <laughs> and wow. so I, I was like, well, I can't like be, hold a phone out in front of me right now, but I, I did answer it and was just holding it in my hand. So he was probably getting a really nice view of my chin, like as I was, <laughs> you know, descending down this mountain. <laughs> um, but he, he called me and congratulated me and, um, and said, um, said he, he was glad that I beat his time, which was re really nice of him to say. Wow. <laughs> and overall really just genuine and, and supportive and i really appreciate it i don't mind jumping to that and we'll come back to the start and during um but so you were actually up there by yourself at the finish then i was wow I, yeah how, <laughs> how did it feel to um you know i mean we don't have to do this in any particular order how did it feel to be standing what were your initial feelings of so you said you waited to get the nice um, three zero, um, you know, and and then you tapped out. So what what did that feel like, um, Liz? It was completely surreal. I you know I spent so much time. Part I mean partially, you know, there were times I'd imagine myself there at the finish, but other times I'd be like, no, like you. Uh, I like I wouldn't even allow myself to think about it because there was so much more work to do before I got there and so there you know climbing Katahdin there there's a really uh technical difficult climb um kind of I, I guess um 
from from the the trailhead maybe it's about three miles in but then then you reach this really nice kind of like um table plateau like kind of flat section and at that point you know the whole time i was going up there were hikers going down <laughs> and because you know there's because of the limited daylight you know i i was going up you know later than most hikers would and but so by the time i got to this kind of flat section maybe about one or two miles from the actual um northern terminus of the trail it was just really surreal like it it was a really windy day but at that particular section the wind just went away um the sun was out it was really warm um I was by myself. It almost just felt like I was in a dream. Like it didn't feel real. It, wow. um, it was, I mean, so it was all just really surreal and, and, and yeah, then there's one last um, kind of bump of an ascent to the top. And, you know, I, I just didn't even know what to feel. I, you know, I thought I'd be really emotional. I thought I'd be crying, but like, I, I didn't cry at all. I was just kind of like, what <laughs> this is like i'm i'm here like it i just i could hardly believe it um and it's yeah so i i think maybe just surreal would be the best way to describe it, it and it was a really special moment just being you know i i kind of thought there would be a bunch of people up there and i was like oh good i can ask someone to take my picture <laughs> but, like, but there was no one and and it just felt just like this really kind of special moment and that something i'll remember forever so yeah yeah and and then did you actually phone someone while you're up there or, or was it actually david horton who was the first <laughs> person you spoke with um i so i didn't i didn't call anybody while i was up there i you know i i took a couple pictures but um but i just kind of kept that moment to myself and then on, on my way down um I, I, I did, I, I actually called my husband, Andre, right away. I was like, I want to, like, I just wanted to tell him that I finished. And I, even though I, I had friends and family that had, you know, I had like a private tracker. So I, I knew that if they were following along, like they, they knew, but I was like, I want you to be the first to know I finished. And it was That's like, nice. he was so happy and I was so excited. So, so, so I called, I called Andre and then, um, and then after that, I started, I got a, an incoming FaceTime call from David Horton. <laughs> <laughs> wow left you on a cliffhanger there sorry about that just uh two hours was too much to release in one episode please tune in next week to listen to part two of the christian ultra podcast with uh, the fa fabulous i'm a big fan now of uh, liz she's an amazing person full of vibrancy and um enthusiasm for life and getting out there and challenging oneself you know she's a musician a distance runner um you know imagine that she's pretty much done uh 50 ultras in 50 days pretty insane uh, she's amazing so tune in next week to listen to part two of my talk with liz and uh please anyone interested in online run coaching go and check out my website which is um www dot uh, christianultra.com and that's christian with a k uh, go and check out my services there and also uh, next week um, i'll be on the uh, um, southwest coast path which is the longest national trail in the united kingdom and i'll be running along there you 
you can follow my progress i'll have live tracking so go to that same website that uh, you can find the tracking details and have a look where i am and that will be fun so in the meantime have a great week um you know look after yourselves uh look after your bodies your minds and um enjoy the trails